This is how I remember high school. In the very olden time, there lived a semi-horrifically boring teacher, whose ideas, though somewhat polished and sharpened by the progressiveness of distant teaching neighbors, were still large, florid, and untrammeled, as became the half of him which which was horrifically boring. He was a man of exuberant fancy, and withal of an authority so irresistible that at his will he turned his varied fancies into facts. He was greatly given to self-communing, and when he and himself agreed upon anything, the thing was done. That is how he convinced himself that his horrifically boring Lady or the Tiger lesson plans were awesome, even though there was no lesson that involved critical thinking, or even a Lady or the Tiger analysis. When every member of his classroom and teaching systems moved smoothly in its appointed course, his nature was bland and genial. But whenever there was a little hitch and some of his students got out of their place by complaining about how boring his Lady or the Tiger lessons were, he was blander and more genial still, for nothing pleased him so much as to make the crooked straight and crush down uneven students who longed for more critical analysis and thought while reading. I've made it my goal in life not to be a horrifically boring teacher. That's why I've come up with this Lady of the Tiger podcast, which includes a summary, analysis, and some lesson plan ideas. Hey, this is Trent Lorcher, and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast, where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast, I discuss real teaching for real classrooms, whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy. I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode, you'll have something you can use today. I talked before the intro music about Lady of the Tiger lesson ideas, and that reminds me of the greatest lesson plan website for ELA teachers. That's ELA Common Core LessonPlans.com. Go there. It's in the show notes. Or you can just type in ELA Common Core LessonPlans.com. Let's begin our discussion of Lady of the Tiger with a summary. A long time ago, in a kingdom far, far away... A semi-barbaric king discovers his daughter is having an unlawful affair. The male suitor is arrested and forced to go to trial, a trial that consists of an arena with two doors. Behind one door is a tiger, set to maul the unlucky criminal. Behind the other door is a beautiful bride, set to, well, euphemistically maul the lucky criminal. Princess, who who loves the young criminal, knows behind which door awaits the tiger. She points to the right indicating which door the young man should choose. The story ends. Only the princess knows what or who mauls her forbidden lover. Begin with a literary analysis. Let's take a look at the characters in this short story. The king is semi-barbaric. The young man is handsome. They are both stereotypes. The princess is developed more deeply. So we have the, the king and the young man are flat characters. The princess developed more deeply. She's a round character. We know she loves the prince. We know she has inherited some of her father's semi-barbaric qualities. We know she is jealous of the bride-to-be, if chosen. We do not, however, know which door she has chosen for her lover. The story ends at the climax. There is no resolution. Okay, if you teach one thing from the story, it should be conflict, and I would say internal conflict, but there's more than just one type of conflict in this story. Obviously, we have the main conflict, which is the internal conflict that the princess has, whether or not she should indic- whether or not she should send her lover to her his death or send him into the arms of another lover. All right, 
that sound can only mean one thing. It means it's time for the one thing. That's right. If there's one thing you teach from this story, it's going to be this right here. Nice little chart on the board. Uh, Actually, you don't even need a chart. Just draw a line down the middle of the board. Label the left column type of conflict. Label the right column example of conflict. We have a person versus person conflict. This exists between the king and his daughter, as well as the king and the young man. So we have a couple person versus person. We have the the daughter wants freedom. The king says, nah. And then we have the king versus the young man conflict, which is the young man wants the king's daughter. And the king says, "Uh uh-uh. An individual versus society conflict exists between the two lovers and the the rules of the kingdom. Because the rules of the kingdom say, that a princess cannot date a commoner. It's amazing how, uh, you know, I remember reading stories like this when I was in middle school, high school, and I thought, wow, these rules are unfair. I can't believe these parents don't, don't let their kids have this freedom. And now that I'm a parent, I've taken the opposite view. So I'm like, girl, you are not hanging out with him, all you fathers out there. Now, my audience is, uh, you know, ELA teachers. I don't have a ton of male ELA teachers. I'm usually like 10% of the ELA teachers at the schools I've been at have been males. Do do uh, females do you do you feel the same way? Mothers, do you feel the same way when you when you see this? I'm the same way about my sons too. It's like, son, you are not hanging out with her. Does that make me judgmental? Maybe, but that's what parents do. We got to judge, right? We got to. I digress. The central conflict in this story is an inter- internal conflict. By the way, I have never ever sent one of my uh, daughter's friends into a den of tigers or lions. As far as the police are concerned. The central conflict in the story is an internal conflict within the princess as she struggles between watching her lava in the arms of another or watching her lover get devoured by a tiger. If the man chooses the tiger, I suppose you could classify it as a man versus nature, but we don't know what's behind the door and we're not really sure the arena could be classified as nature. Although the tiger can, but we don't get that part. So there we have, we have a one thing lesson plan. We have We've got a two-minute lesson plan coming up soon, so stay tuned. Let's talk about theme. Stockton short story comments on the confusing nature of love and the subjective notion of civilization and barbarity. There's also an element of determinism versus free will and whether or not, if left to their own desires, humans make the right decision. It's kind of a deep discussion. I remember reading this story when I was in middle school, but it's pretty uh, complex. Language is complex. I think it's better for high school. Suspense is created through the use of foreshadowing, dangerous action, and pacing. Stockton foreshadows the coming unhappiness of the princess, although he doesn't provide a definitive answer to the specific choice that causes that unhappiness. The dangerous action is provided by the tiger. The ultimate creation of suspense is done by the story's pacing. It is so well done, in fact, I still don't know what the young man chooses. Of course, the young man doesn't really have a choice. It's all in the hands of his lava. Irony, the ironic structure of the story, for one, it has no end, highlights the irony present in the story. One, the princess and not the criminal is the story's true loser. Two, the king, despite the outward appearance of sophistication, is at heart a cruel semi-barbarian. Three, the princess deliberates for days on whether or not to save her lover. Point of view. Let's not confuse the author with the narrator. The narrator is third-person omniscient and knows the fate of the young man. The author... Does not. All right. 
Class is about to start and you need something right now. So here's the one thing you can put on the board right now so when the students come in, you'll be ready to roll. Two minutes. You only have two minutes? This is this one's easy. Just make sure you have a copy of the story to read. And then afterwards, this is just called Making Predictions in the Lady or the Tiger lesson plan. I put a Making Predictions chart in the show notes. However, if you only have two minutes, you don't have time to get to a copier. Three columns is all you need. In the left-hand column, label it guesses. Middle column, evidence. Third column, analysis. So guesses, the young man opens the door and is mauled by a tiger. That's a guess we're going to make. Or the guess could be the young man opens the door and finds a beautiful bride-to-be. You could also put the young man opens the door and is mauled by a tiger. Or the young man opens the door and finds a beautiful bride-to-be. I guess those are the same guesses, huh? But you're going to want to find two pieces of evidence for each of those. So for the guesses, the young man opens the door and is mauled by a tiger requires students to find two pieces. You know what? This shouldn't be the two-minute lesson plan because it takes longer than two minutes. We're going to make this just a little lesson plan I give you in the show notes. What it boils down to is the young man opens the door and is mauled by a tiger. Find evidence. Or the young man opens the door and finds a beautiful bride-to-be. Find evidence. I have, for example, I mean, I'll give you an example of each. I've already botched this podcast. I might as well give you something of value. (laughs) The young man opens the door and is mauled by a tiger. His eyes, here's the evidence. His eyes were fixed upon the princess who sat to the right of her father. Had it not been for the moiety of barbarism in her nature, it is probable that lady would not have been there. But her intense and fervid soul would not allow her to be absent on an occasion in which she was so terribly interested. Like father, like daughter, princess arrives because of the moiety of barbarism in her nature. It is not therefore beneath her to send her former lava to a cruel death. Give you another piece of evidence. It was one of the fairest and loveliest of the damsels of the court who had been selected as the reward of the accused youth, should he be proved innocent of the crime of aspiring to one so far above him. And the princess hated her. Often had she seen or imagined that she had seen this fair creature throwing glances of admiration upon the person of her lava. And sometimes she thought these glances were perceived and even returned. Oh my, this sure does add an element to the decision. It must have been agonizing enough for the princess. And now this, it's one thing to lose one's lover to a stranger, but to lose him to an enemy? That tiger's going to be eating well tonight. So I've given you two pieces of evidence. And that's, that's, let's say... You need evidence for the beautiful bride-to-be door. Here's the evidence. All was ready. The signal was given. A door beneath the royal party opened, and the lover of the princess walked into the arena. Tall, beautiful, fair. His appearance was greeted with a low hum of admiration and anxiety. Half the audience had not known so grand a youth had lived among them. No wonder the princess loved him. What a terrible thing for him to be there. The young man has obviously gained favor with those in attendance. He is admired. If word ever leaks that the princess betrayed him to the tiger, she would be forever scandalized. There is no doubt already suspicion among the spectators that the princess has leaked vital information. And one more, when her lover turned and looked at her and his eye met hers as she sat there, paler and whiter than anyone in the vast ocean of anxious faces about her, he saw, by that power of quick perception which is given to those whose souls are one, that she knew behind which door crouched the tiger and behind which stood the lady. Princess and her lover were as one. 
She could never betray one with whom she shares so much, could she? I think not. This prince, The princess is semi-barbaric, but she's also semi-civilized. There you go. Giving you some evidence going both ways on whether or not princess or the prince chooses, he's not even a prince, the commoner chooses the lady or the tiger. As far as assessing this particular lady or the tiger uh, lesson, I'd go formative. It's a fun speculation exercise that does require analysis and citing evidence. So you could even choose, I would grade the chart as formative, but if you assign a literary analysis essay or a narrative essay as a summative assignment, that would make sense too. Just make sure that evidence is, that the writer cites textual evidence to support analysis. We got any takeaways today? I don't. Maybe you do. Share them in the comments. Hey, this wasn't one of my better uh, podcast episodes, but I hope you got something of value of it. If you did, like and share it with your friends. If you thought the podcast episode was terrible and you think I'm an idiot, (laughs) do not share this with anyone. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com. That's ELACommonCoreLessonPlans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review.